a lot of the guys that I, I work with, they're still young. I know for a fact that this principle, this routine, this, this value, this will work. I've seen it over the last 11 years. If you stick to a routine and you add healthy things to it, I know for a fact you will make more money than you're making right now. Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman, and you know how we do this every single week. We're going to bring you a story of an athlete, an entertainer, a celebrity, somebody from the business world, a coach who has recognized that why and purpose is not enough. There's this underlying burn inside of all of us that ignites our why and our purpose, and it causes us to show up on the days that we don't want to do it, and especially after you win. Today's special, special guest is my dear friend, Ben Kenyon. Now, before I welcome him to the show, I got to set this table because I already know many of you already know Ben because he was part of our first ever Mental Toughness Forum. And one of the coolest things that he did, for those of you that remembered, if you saw it, I promise you, you didn't forget, he had his whiteboard out and he took us to school to help us understand how he has helped on the mental side as well as the physical side work with some of the top athletes to ever walk the face of the earth. So he is a strength coach for the Philadelphia 76ers, meaning he works with the best of the best. So you may also recognize him from being in some of those 76ers games because they're competing at the highest possible level right now with not only the best player in the game, but some of the best young talent in the game. Ben Kenyon is also the author of an unbelievable new book, Climb. You need to make sure that you grab this book. You see these little yellow notes. That means I've read my friend's book. I love my friend's book. I got some questions about the book that I think are going to help you. But what's amazing about it, it gives you 14 steps for emerging leaders to grow and achieve because we are never finished. It's a never finished mindset. And if there's one thing I know about Ben from his basketball career to now being at strength and conditioning in the highest possible level in the world, he takes that never finished own it mentality into everything that he does in his life. So Ben Kenyon, welcome. It's been long overdue. Welcome to the burn. Hey, man, Ben, thank you for having me. That is one heck of an introduction. I really, really appreciate you, man. This is a long time coming, just like you said, man. Well, you know, I, I think of times where you and I have spent time together in Philly, whether it's watching the NCAA tournament and uh, having a cheat meal together, which, yes, yeah. we are human. Even though we stay <laughs> in shape through the work that we do, we are yeah. humans. We do enjoy nice things in life sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but, Ben, we've had some great times. We've had some great conversations. And I know this is an iron sharpens iron relationship. And so I'd love to just dive right in. One of the things that I love is your passion for the relationship that you had with your father. And I know how important your father, the relationship was for your burn. And before your father passed away, there's something that your father said to you. And you, you know, I'm an emotional dude, so I'm going to take you right there. Yeah. What was it like when you know you had a father who would have loved to have spent another four or five decades with you, say to you on his deathbed, son, you don't even realize how blessed you are yet. What was that like for you? Oh, man, that was extremely grounding for me to not really understand that just yet um, was a lot. And, you know, I said, why the heck did he say that? 
what's making him say that? What am I doing that's allowing him to kind of say that? And um, after doing some of my homework on my pops, um, he came up really rough. You know, he didn't really know his dad. Um, his grandmother, who was 72, raised him. Um, he was adopted at the age of 16. Um, he was kind of a misfit, ends up getting put into the draft, goes to the Vietnam War, does the Vietnam thing. Um, fast forward and has, you know, has me at one point and um, gets to actually see, you know, the future that he wanted for his life right in front of him, right on his deathbed. He now shares with me like, hey, man, like you've got it. You know, you've, you've gone to the prep schools. We've gone out of our way to really sacrifice our lives to set you up for the big win. And when I was sleeping on the floor at the University of Florida as an intern, you know, I had that what was me energy. I can't see the future just yet, but like, I feel like it's going to be bright, but I'm sleeping on the floor right now, Pops. Like, and, and you're going through what you're going through. Like, this does not feel good. Um, so for him to say what he said in that instance, you know, again, this is probably two weeks before he passed away and he knew he was going to go. For him to say that to me um, meant the world because um, at that moment, I said, all right, he sees something that I don't see just yet. And I'm going to go out of my way to really double down on this opportunity because, you know, he sees a blessing that I've got to be able to step into. See, this is how you know that with two friends that are connected, because you yeah. said exactly what I wanted you to say without me even having to ask the follow up question of how did we get there? So your dad says that to you at the time you're an intern. I hope everybody heard this. You're an intern for the University of Florida basketball team sleeping on a floor and yeah. you, you could share it. They're not paying anybody any money for those no. roles. So no. you, you, you talk about having this burn of a father who's telling you your best is ahead. But for so many people listening right now, they're questioning because they're in that chapter of their life. It's that proverbial sleeping on their floor. How am I supposed to climb to my next levels? I can't even see clarity where I'm at because it seems like the world is against me. What does it feel like? And how did you have a burn, right? That told you everything that your father told you, then you having this burn while you're sleeping on the floor that one day, knowing that that's where you were at the University of Florida, that now you would be the director of performance for the Philadelphia mm-hmm. 76ers. What did that feel like? Yeah, man. Um, that moment, um, I had to lean on God. You know, step one was finding my belief system and like really pouring into it. God was everything. My mom and my pops raised me um, in an Episcopalian church, and it helped me set the foundation of, of where I was in that moment and where I am now. So step one was understanding my belief system and just pouring into it. So what I did every day, I just prayed. You know, I said, hey, if this is where I'm supposed to be, continue to show me the signs, continue to to pour on me, show me that this is something that I know I can grow from. And then step two, I got really clear um, at an early age that I either wanted to play basketball or be a coach. And so in that instance, I said, you know what, dude, I'm doing it. Again, I'm not getting pages yet, but I'm doing it. Right. So if you value this, this is a core value of yours. Like, let's go. Let's dial in. So I figured out, you know, the things that I loved about strength and conditioning. And I figured out how to actually educate myself in those things. You know, I picked up um, some more educational tools. Um, I had a PlayStation and a TV and I would go home after workouts and I would literally watch um, Gary Gray had a Gray Institute um, DVDs at the time. And I would watch like all 20 to 30 of them, you know, week after week. And just continue to improve my craft um, until that next opportunity popped open. You know, so I, I really leaned into my values. I made sure that um, I stayed prayed up. Um, I figured out, you know, in that instance, like all these tough things are happening for a reason. So why not take advantage of this and build that integrity now? Because I know I can use it later on in life. Mm. 
And one of the things that you've done through your entire career and the progression from Florida, the Portland Trailblazers to the opportunity now with the 76ers, and it's one of my favorite chapters from the book, is when you talk about ownership and responsibility. And you go through so many amazing things in the 14 steps in the book from those core values to meditation and routine, which we're going to talk about. But this ownership and responsibility, I've found that to be such a key for individuals' performance on the mental side, the physical side, in the world of business and in sports. Why is an individual taking ownership and responsibility so important for them to drive their highest level of performance? I'm I'm here for leadership, right? I'm here for growth. Uh, And so I would love for people to continue to take um, things from, from my journey. And the one thing I learned was the faster I took ownership, the faster people around me took ownership. Right. So so as a team player, I said, you know what? I messed up on that thing right there. Um, I could have did that better. I could have been more sharp. I could have been more prepared. So now the next person over is like, shoot, maybe I could have been more prepared, maybe more sharp, you know, et cetera. I just think it's important to let it start with you as a leader. If it's successful or it's a failure, you know, either way, you have to go out of your way to make sure that you take ownership because it will be contagious. That is a positive contagious um, attribute that you want to be able to adopt as a leader as you continue to grow. It's tough because a lot of people like to pass the buck. You know, the way that um, sports is set up sometimes, especially professional sports, there's a lot of finger pointing. Uh, But what I've seen from a lot of the championship teams is, you know, they look within. They figure out what they can do to help their team, right? If, If they're the best on the basketball team, if you're the best rebounder, how can I get two more rebounds, right? If you're the best scorer, how can I get a couple extra points? Why? Because my team needs me to score. If you're the best facilitator, how can I get um, more assists? How can I put myself in a position that allows me to be better than I was yesterday? And that's taking ownership of everything that you're doing, you know, especially, you know, on the business side, um, it's doing the same thing and making sure that you maybe get two extra calls in that day if you're on sales, uh, making sure that you're actually checking in, you know, with your teammates and saying, all right, am I on the right track? Am I doing the things that's necessary for us to grow as a company? Uh, it's, so it's vital. I don't think a lot of um, leaders at the lower level really understand that ownership um, is pretty much what the high performers are doing. They're just taking ownership of their life and they're accepting the failures and the successes and they're moving forward with that. I think another part of ownership and responsibility, I, I love everything that you said in that answer, is also taking responsibility for yourself, being the example as a leader and doing the things that you have to do to be your best, even when you have bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. And you and I were joking before we hit records. I always love cutting up and having conversations with you. But, you know, the importance of us taking care of ourselves and getting our workouts in and doing the things that we need to do. And I'm older than you, but, uh, you know, we got to check in on ourselves and make sure that we're okay. And um, mm-hmm. I've been blessed to not have a lot of health scares in my life. You did have a health scare. What was it like for you going through your health scare and how did that give you a different level of ownership and appreciation and taking care of yourself every single day to then be your best for the opportunity that you have to work with individuals and to lead them not only in sports, but in business as well with speaking and writing and the other things you're doing? Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Great question. Um, Heart defect. My heart aneurysm that I have when that uh, when I learned about that, um, it floored me. You know, it put me in a position to say, like, don't take life for granted uh, because you know I had two options. You know, the, the first option was finding out the way I, I found out and actually um, burnt out and had to get um, a quick checkup, 
on my heart because um, I had a lot of heart palpitations and they found the heart aneurysm, which was wild. Um, and then the other way was just pure fatality, right? And so when I thought about the other um, direction that it could have gone, I said, you know what? How do I now make sure every day moving forward, I make every day great, right? So meditation, um, slowing down, um, strength training, running, doing things that make sense for me to do right now, eating properly, right? What got me to that point of being overly stressed? I need to now take some things off my plate. I have to kind of uh, readjust and make sure that I can continue to climb. I can continue to stay focused physically, mentally, spiritually, um, because this was a scary moment. Um, and it still is sometimes, you know, I have to get my heart checked up on um, annually now and I'm in a great spot. But um, that's just a big reminder to say, hey, man, this thing could go the other way and you can be in a position um, that doesn't allow you to continue to climb. So cherish every day. Be grateful for what you have and just continue to um, improve yourself mentally and physically. A major part of reaching your peak performance is having the right people in your life or organization. And to help with that, we are proud to introduce our strategic partner, Spark Companies. No matter the industry or workforce needs, Spark Companies provide extremely effective solutions for leadership recruitment, staffing, and other workforce solutions. For our listeners, Spark is offering a no-cost consultative session to help identify your specific needs and how they might be able to help. To schedule your free consultation, head over to bennewman.net forward slash spark. That's bennewman.net forward slash S-P-A-R-K. Now, let's get back into the show. And I think, you know, it's different for everybody. And there's, you know, some people have the means to really go to the extreme to get themselves checked out. Some of them, you have to do what you're able to do with what's allotted to you through insurance and those things. But I think I speak on behalf of Ben and I, you know, individuals who on the outside, you'd say, wow, you guys look good and healthy. There's a couple of things I'm dealing with, very, very minor things, a couple of procedures that we'll go through. And I was encouraged by my doctor, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who's amazing. Um, so many of you know and follow her. You know, let's let's do a deep dive into your health. And, you know, Ben, it took you saying, hey, I'm having some palpitations, man, something didn't right. And then you went and got checked out. But it's not always, hey, I look great on the outside. It's making sure that everything on the inside, because we only have one life. And so many of you have heard me talk about my burn with my mom and passing away at 38 years old. I'm now 45. So I got one extra day every day that she never got every day past 38. And that's a blessing that I will not waste. And that's why for guys like Ben and I who are working with people, mental, physical, and all areas of their life, it's important to us that you make sure that you take care of you. Um, so just a quick, quick, just for anybody thinking about that during the holidays and as you get busy, slow down. You just heard Ben slow down, whether it be meditation, running, slow down, but make sure that you get your health checked on. Um, ben, you've had the opportunity to work with some of the greatest uh, professional athletes to ever walk the face of the earth. You know, the, the years and the great relationship that you have with Dame Lillard. Uh, I think of the amazing relationship that you have with Joel Embiid, you know, the opportunity to watch him perform at such a high level. And then I mentioned earlier some of the young players on the 76ers roster. One of the most electric young guys in the league today is Tyrese Maxey. And so you talk about routine in climb, so many different areas of routine, and we're going to make sure that everybody has easy access to get the book. We'll give you the links. We're going to make it as easy as possible for you to buy the book because you need to buy the book, and it's the holiday season, so maybe pick up some copies for your friends and family that need to Come take on. care of themselves. Come on. But, but what I would say is when you talk about routine, you know, sometimes people, oh, well, this, 
How important is routine? When you're working with these guys, because you and I also joke before we hit record, like it drives us crazy. And our mutual friend, my dear, dear friend, Drew Hanlon, always talks about, man, those online like trainers who are like throwing balls off the wall and creating the most ridiculous things that you've ever seen to make a video that's not going to help anybody get better at anything. Isn't it the basics? Isn't it the root, like the basic routines that make these guys great? Yeah, you know what? There's this philosophy that was dropped on me early on in my career, and I, I stick to it now. It's called KISS. Keep it simple, superstar. Right? And it's worked year after year after year with, you know, solid athletes to elite athletes. When I keep it simple, um, it allows me and that athlete to build a rapport that if we want to venture off in a certain direction, you know, if we want to get a little more functional, um, a little more basketball specific, um, we can do that because we have a solid foundation and they feel that, they see it, they understand it, they know the process versus, you know, stepping into something that may be a little too complex. Again, we're still humans that like things to, to come to us very simply. And the one thing I've seen with the Joels, with Tyrese Daines, everybody really, their bodies absorb the most basic exercises. When we have to go more of a global, we have to, or excuse me, more of a local focus of like, hey, this is hurting me right now. Sweet. I'll sit down with the physical therapist and then we'll um, create a variation that allows us to now step outside the typical box, right? So the variations typically come from the foundational pieces. So understanding that it goes back to routine, you know, so outside of strength and conditioning, you know, what are you doing to prepare yourself to actually go to the gym? Right. What does your morning practice look like? You know, maybe they're so young, they haven't started meditation just yet. But I feel like um, some of the high schools are actually doing a good job of presenting that a lot earlier on. So people are stepping into their meditation, their prayer period early in the morning. And then they're obviously doing their breakfast and doing the things that they need to do prior to coming into practice. And then when they get to the facility, what are they doing then? Right. Are they checking in with the athletic trainer? Are they checking in with the chefs to get breakfast if they didn't have it at home? Sweet. What's next? Foam roll. Sweet. Let's foam roll. Let's get the body warmed up. Oh, you know what? It's time to go to the weight room next, right? One after the other, after the other, stacking those days, setting the new standards. Um, every level that you go, you have to be able to set that new standard. It's impossible. It's impossible to um, thrive on the next level of your life and your career if you don't set that new standard. And it comes from the old routines that you've actually established and the principles that you've built up. So again, routines are so vital because there may be two or three things that you can use for that next chapter. And again, I love starting off with meditation, prayer, journaling in the morning, um, because that's something that you can do before the day gets going. And then from there, you stack the days or you stack things in a row that you know you need to do to prepare for that, that, uh, that high intense moment. So for us, it's practice. Right? How do you make sure that you show up 100% at practice? Do these things, boom, practice happens. Now, what's the routine to unwind so that you can recover and actually execute the following day? So again, those are some of the things I've seen um, and I've been able to actually push on and preach to our guys over the years just because I know it works. It's very simple, but we don't really want to break the stride of simple until you know something may pop up. Again, we bring in other people, um, again, psychologists, may come in and say, hey, they need to see this more. They need to hear this more. Sweet. We'll add that in. That'll be something that's 
very um, simple, but it's very specific to that person. We'll add it to the plan. And then we go from there versus saying, let's try all these different things. Like that typically doesn't work just because somebody, you know, wrote about it in you know, a magazine doesn't mean it's always for you. And I'm not you know, taking shots at any <laughs> magazines or anything. It's like so that. true. But I just, it's, it's wild. But, but again, we got to remember that a lot of the guys that I, I work with, they're still young. They have that energy of um, instant gratification. Like this seemed like it worked well for this person. We should do that over here because I want to be able to get X out of it. I always, you know, push the long game. If you want to um, have continuous success, I know for a fact that this principle, this routine, this this value, this will work. This tool, this will work. It's guaranteed to work. Um, I've seen it over the last eleven years. Um, if you're an NBA player, I'm promising you, if you stick to a routine and you add healthy things to it, uh, I know for a fact you will make more money than you're making right now. I'm gonna guarantee that. But if you don't want to stay on that path, if you want to continue to get distracted by all these, you know, small, small, quick wins, um, cool, do that. But we want to play the long game. We want to play 15 years in the NBA. We want to have a healthy body. We want to have a healthy family. We want to continue to stack the teams, the habits that I know for a fact will allow us to have long-term success. That's one of the things that I love about all of your philosophies and the research that you've done from the players that you've worked with to your own experience in the book is it really does give you those practical action steps that you can take to be a better leader, to live a more successful life on your climb and your journey. And everybody can learn more about the book and about Ben at greatdaytoclimb.com. However, we are not done with the interview. I do yeah. have another question. I just wanted to make sure everybody had that uh, had the website. Final question I have for you. All of this success. You know, so many individuals, they reach the director of performance for the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, you're, you're, that is as elite as it gets in your career. Why write a book? Why do the extra? Why not just enjoy the glitz and the glamour of the NBA life? And not mess with any of this other stuff. That's one of the things I love about you is that you're still climbing sure. too, regardless of what many people would say, man, you've reached the peak. So why did you write the book? What's the real purpose for you behind the book? And what's the fire that carries you on a daily basis now? Yeah, man. So so first, God put the vision on my heart. And anytime he puts a vision on my heart, I have to start the process. And then second, um, young people, you know, my nieces and nephews are you know, at that, that age um, where I want to make sure that my career doesn't just impact the 15 people in front of me, but it impacts my family and the other young people out there that are looking for guidance. Um, the one thing I really appreciate is when I find other successful men and or women and they say, hey, here's a couple of tools. Here's a couple of resources. Here's a couple of things that I know can help you get to that next level. This is this is my goal. This is my it's part of my journey. Right. And making sure that I put myself in a position now to support the other young people out there that are actually looking to either get to my position or whatever position they want in life. Right. Like you said, this is something that can help people personally and professionally, um, not just in sports, out of sports as well in business. And I think it's valuable um, for, for me to actually share some of the tools and resources that I was able to acquire over time. Uh, because it's no joke out there, man. When you when you graduate high school, when you graduate college, when you you step outside that house, uh, it's you. <laughs> You've got to figure it out. And again, I, I've I've been able to share some of those stories of me trying to figure it out, going through the toughest times, and going back to when my pops passed away. 
And that was a tough, that was a pivotal moment. You know, in my head, you know, I was pretty sure that I was just going back to New Jersey, you know, but I had a mom, you know, I had these values. I had this community around me that pretty much said, no, nah, man, we got you. And I think it's vital to hear that and see that. So again, this book um, was put on my heart and I, I knew I had to get it out at one point. And this is where I am right now in my journey. Um, there's definitely way more to do, but I, I try to make sure to um, always look back, you know, what is the handout, put a, the olive branch out. You know, and reach out to the next person and say, hey, man, if you're hungry, this is for you. Because if you're not hungry, you know, th this might you know, intimidate you a little bit. And I'm not here to, to, to try to say, like, you can't do it, but you really kind of have to be in motion. Right. You have to really build your momentum because it, it definitely takes um, some tenacity, some focus. Um, and Ben loves texting me every morning and I really appreciate it because it helps me on my journey. But you have to be willing to attack so if you're not in attack mode, get in attack mode and then pick this book up because I promise you it'll help you really, you know, dominate and knock out some of those obstacles in front of you. Man, that's like the drop the mic. All you got to say is attack <laughs> mode for me and get people to do it because, you know, a lot of people don't realize. And I know in the 76ers building, they say trust the process, but I know what you're taking into that building is the attack the process mindset mm -hmm. that we've talked about. And it's such a differentiator to attack it. And Ben, you do that in all areas of your life. I know the book has gotten off to a fast start. There's so many athletes that have created fun events for the fans and book signings, and it's been so fun to watch. I think it speaks to the relationships and the person you are to have three-time NBA champion Danny Green writing the foreword for the book. I know you all are going to enjoy it as much as you did this interview. And for those of you that were part of that Mental Toughness Forum, how amazing Ben is as a coach uh, it is just incredible watching you continue to attack. And I know your father said it to you years ago, um, but I'm going to say it again. Even though you, you know it, uh, you are so blessed and you don't even know it. Ben, I know that uh, the best is still yet to come for you as you scratch the surface, as you step into authorship and coaching and not accepting that, man, I'm at the peak, knowing that you can still give so much more. I, I admire the fight that you bring to life, and I appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate you, too. Ben. I appreciate everything about you, man. Thank you for those text messages, by the way. Those things are huge. <laughs> <laughs> I will, hey, I will, I will keep them coming. You yep. know that is a promise. And to each and every single one of you, this has been The Burn. Make sure we're in the holiday season that you share this episode with somebody that needs to hear it. Somebody that needs to pick up the book, Climb. Once again, we're going to make it easy for you. We're going to put it in the link. We'll get you the website for you to be able to learn more about Ben, to stay connected with Ben. And for each and every single one of you, stay connected to that burn every single day. The thing about the climb of your life, remember it's greatdaytoclimb.com. That doesn't mean occasional days we climb. Every day is a blessing and a gift and an opportunity to climb. So stay connected to that burn Keep stacking those days. Allow it to ignite that why and that purpose on the days you don't want to do it, but especially after you win. This has been The Burn, and I look forward to seeing you next week. This episode of The Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com your number one source for increasing consistency in your life and building the mental toughness habits required to live the life of your dreams. From self-paced courses to live coaching with Ben and everything in between, 
head over to bennewmancoaching.com and join the thousands of members working to unlock their peak performance every day.